Hello and welcome to the I Do Consent podcast with me, your host, Jen Wilson, also known as Irregular Jen. Season 2 is here with the Consent Compass launching on the International Day of Consent, 30th of November, 2023, continuing this work to platform consent as a practice and a tool for making positive changes from the personal to the global. Thanks for listening in. Hello and welcome to the very, very first I Do Consent podcast. I'm Jenny Wilson and I'm going to host these podcasts going forward. Um, And usually I'm going to have a guest with me who's going to have a conversation with me about consent and what it means to them. But for this first podcast, I thought it would be helpful if I maybe just did a recording by myself to say a little bit about what I Do Consent is all about and why we're here, to introduce some of the core principles for the work I've been doing and to introduce myself to you as well. I've been championing consent and consent culture through my practice as an artist, performer, writer, since 2016. Um, My website, consentculture.co.uk, is a space for sharing ideas, tools and resources for practicing consent, and it's where you might have found this podcast, although it's in a few other places too. I also write about consent in relationships at loveoffscript.co.uk. I'm also a coach, Presently, in November 2021, I'm developing some work in the UK and internationally exploring consent culture inside cultural organisations, arts organisations, and via my own company, Regular Arts. And I'm also working towards touring a solo performance piece called The Cabaret of Consent. I'm a resident artist and activist at Leeds Beckett University with the Shush Group, a research group focused on stigmatised sexualities and sexual harm in the Department of Psychology. I'm the chair of Happy Valley Pride, which is based in Hebden Bridge in Yorkshire, and I also perform on stage regularly as a drag diva, Misty Valentine. So that's me, based in Yorkshire in the UK, where I live with my daughter, my housemate, a couple of rescue dogs and cats, and that's me identifying as queer, neurodivergent, a cisgender woman, a polyamorous relationship anarchist, a lone parent, a home educator, and yeah, an artist. So, consent culture then. Consent, what do I mean by that and what's this podcast all about? For me, consent is so much more than a simple yes or no. Consent is about how we connect with ourselves, with each other and with the world we make together. In my experience, 
consent is transformative. I called the world's first international day of consent on the 30th of November 2018 at a small gathering and performance event in Theatre in the Mill in Bradford, which is my home city here in Yorkshire. In 2019, I produced the first festival of consent in Leeds, also here in the UK, including international artists, panel discussions, workshops, exhibitions, performances, all exploring consent. In 2020, Kitty Stryker, the founder of ConsentCulture.com and the editor of the book Ask Building Consent Culture, Kitty came on board to help create the first online festival of consent because we were in the middle of a pandemic and online was the way to go. Um, that was a 14 day series of online events that cultivated conversations about consent from people all over the world. It was a, an intense burst of consent culture activism, education and awareness raising. It was great. In 2021, we're launching this podcast. In 2022, I hope we'll be able to produce another festival with both online and in-person content happening internationally. Basically, I'm going to keep on championing consent culture with the International Day of Consent, 30th of November, as its focus for sharing and connecting. So if you're listening on day one, launch day, congratulations and thanks for supporting the International Day of Consent. Back in 2019, when I was starting out on this work, I wrote a manifesto for consent culture. And I'm going to read that out to you now um, because it's a set of principles that um, I wanted to offer and put out there into the world as a, a kind of guide. Well, a manifesto, <laughs> that's what it's called, um, for what I believe consent culture is, what I mean when I'm talking about that. So here it is. Consent culture is a movement for social change. Consent is transformative. Consent is a human right. Consent shifts our culture away from entitlement and privilege towards empathy and kindness. Consent is the foundation for building a better world. Consent is in place when it is freely given. All parties have the full capacity to consent. Nobody's pressured, manipulated or coerced. Reversible. Consent may be withdrawn or retracted at any point, And it's clear to all parties at what point a consensual transaction is complete. It's informed. All parties understand fully what they're consenting to and any risks relating to it. Engaged, there is a clear communication and a positive agreement to proceed and to continue. And specific, with limitations and boundaries understood by all parties. We want consent to be present in all human interaction, from the intimate and interpersonal to the social 
and the cultural. Building consent culture involves celebrating human diversity whilst not categorising difference as otherness. We can accept and embrace difference. We can disagree successfully. We can be curious about each other. We can search for points of connection. We can work towards consensus. The personal is political and we can all use our personal agency to make change within our sphere of influence. Together we will campaign to grow consent culture across the globe. Hashtag I do consent. So I drafted that in March 2019 and it's been amended a couple of times along the way and it's a a living manifesto that will adjust and change with the consent of the people that want to champion consent culture with me. So I hope that that's you um, and I hope that you find inspiration in these podcasts to practice consent. I think that's um, an important thing I want to say about consent is that I see consent not as a transaction um, by the dictionary definition of permission to do something to someone or with someone but consent as a practice a life skill something that we can all practice and improve our skills in and I see consent as something that we um, involve in our agreements and choices at a bunch of different levels and to simplify those there's consent at the level of the self so the permission we give ourselves to live our life in certain ways the agreements we make with ourselves to um, live by our values to get on with the things that we feel must be done so that self-consent that that permission to the self that inner voice and how we reach reach agreement with ourselves to proceed it's at the interpersonal level of course um, and interpersonal interactions include the intimate there's no shame in talking about sexual consent and it's certainly something that we will cover in some of these podcasts however uh, interpersonal interaction can be so so many other contexts parenting family relationships friendships any kind of interaction between individuals at an interpersonal level is an opportunity to practice consent then there's the level of group consent the situations where we find ourselves in 
social groups, organisations, workplaces, and we often find ourselves in different sets of rules and assumptions and consensuses. Um, and there's peer pressure within groups to act in certain ways and to consent to certain things. So consent operates in that group dynamic as well. And then there's the much bigger overarching cultural level at which consent is operating. So how we operate in terms of our socio-economic structures and how we consent to those or don't. Um, I have a lot of questions about whether democracy is consensual. Um, and I would suggest that some of the hierarchical and coercive social systems that we operate within, such as patriarchy, capitalism, white supremacy, many, many more, um, mean that we are socialised in ways where consent goes against the the norm, the the social expectations, the social scripts we follow and our expectations and assumptions about how we're going to relate to each other. And with that as a context, I think that the interplay of all of those different levels in which we can practice consent mean that consent is quite radical. It's a force for social change. We can literally be the change we want to see in the world. The other thing I want to sort of lay out at this stage, at the beginning of of these podcasting, episode one, is Fry's. Um, the Fry's framework, I, which appears in the manifesto that I read out, consent is in place when it's freely given, reversible, informed, engaged and specific. And I'm just going to talk through each of those um, now as an introduction to the Fry's framework, because um, I think it's a really, really useful tool, set of tools for understanding when we are in full consent and not just a reluctant yes or um, or no. So consent that's freely given. Um, freely given consent, I think, refers to the hierarchies and privileges and relationships that coexist when we enter into any kind of interaction. Um, and so we may not be fully and freely giving our consent when somebody has some kind of power over us, um, whether that's literal, like a boss over an employee, or whether that's more perceptual, um, like 
perceived difference in status because of your gender, for example, or something like that. So when there are assumptions in place about somebody being um, more high ranking than another person and having more capacity capacity to consent than another person, then we have to work really hard to make sure that the consent that's happening is freely given and isn't coerced, isn't peer pressured um, and is um, given with as much agency as possible. The other small one in freely given is around the capacity to consent is do you have the full capacity to consent if you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol perhaps or you're unwell or ill or very sleepy or so in some other way incapacitated um, and that can affect your capacity to give consent now this is not to say that we can't have full consent in place with someone who doesn't have that full free agency that we do so for example um a newborn baby do you can you get consent communicate consent to change your newborn baby's nappy well probably not or the only way that that newborn baby can communicate is by crying and letting you know that they're in some kind of distress and you can respond to that um but what you can do is respect the bodily autonomy of that individual human being that's a tiny baby in front of you. Make eye contact, talk about what you're doing and why you're doing it and begin to practice their consent in that situation. So it's not necessarily about completely leveling out the playing field at all times. It's about being mindful of the privilege that's in the room. Then we'll move on to the next letter, which is R for reversible. Consent is reversible. Um, you can say, yep, I want to do that. And then you can change your mind um, for any reason that you want. And that's OK. Um, being aware that once a transaction is complete, um, then it may be impossible to reverse your consent at a later point. So that's pretty straightforward reversible consent, but it can be really, really hard to reverse your consent in a situation because once you've said yes to something or gone along with something, it can be quite scary, dangerous, even frightening, um, awkward. It can feel rude. Um, it can be very, very difficult to back out of something that you said you would do. Um, but a promise is a prison and um, any agreement can be dismantled. Um, ideally, one does that with some empathy and some care for the person that we're reversing our consent with um, 
and acknowledging their expectations. But those assumptions, those assumptions uh, are very often where we get into sticky stuff around consent because somebody's making an assumption uh, instead of actually checking whether the other person is still fully consenting to what's going on. So reversible consent is important. Then there's I for informed, informed consent. You need to understand fully what you're getting into, what you're consenting to. Um, informed consent gets tricky because we don't always know what we don't know until we suddenly realise we don't have the information we need. We can say yes to something and then realise we didn't understand what we were saying yes to and we want to reverse our decision. So more information, um, communication, curiosity, discussion, renegotiating that consent, that agreement in any situation. Um, so that's informed consent. Um, e is for engaged. Now, the original model for Fry's comes from Planned Parenthood, who were a great um, sex education, primarily, organisation in the United States of America. And I, I learned about the model from reading Kitty Stryker's book, where it was mentioned there. And the E in their original Fry's model stood for enthusiastic consent. And enthusiastic consent is great. It's a really interesting principle to work from because you do want clear communication. You want to, it, particularly in the context of intimate and sexual interaction, you want to know that that person is experiencing pleasure and is very happy to continue what's going on. Um, however, there are many times and situations where I'm fully consenting to something, but I'm not necessarily enthusiastic about it. For example, the dentist. I um, am not enthusiastic about having my teeth drilled, but I am engaged in wanting my dentist to do the work on my teeth um, so that I have good dental health and um, I don't end up with worse toothache and stuff like that. So it is a positive agreement. It's a definite yes. It's the yes side of the equation. And I like the word engaged because it's a good thing to notice when someone's become disengaged in what's happening, um, then maybe that's a point at which to check in and see if they are still consenting and wanting and happy to continue with whatever it is you're doing together. So that's engaged consent. And then the S is specific. So it's specific to the individuals involved, the situation you're in, the context, the limitations, the boundaries and whatever has been agreed by the people involved. Um, so whether that's at the level of the self, the interpersonal, 
the group or the societal level specific consent. So if you're voting in an election in the UK um, for the central government, you're not going to have an opportunity to do that again for another four to five years. That's very specific. Um, similarly, it's specific that if you agree to share a pizza with black olives with your friend one Friday, that doesn't mean you're going to share a pizza with black olives with the same friend every Friday for the rest of your life. So it's very specific to each situation. I really love the Fry's framework because sometimes when I'm navigating and practicing consent, I feel I'm in that difficult area between a definite positive hell yes and a very clear boundaried definitely not no. There's a whole load of maybe, I'm not sure, possibly, maybe, maybe not. I need to know more. I need to think about it. I'm not sure. I've never tried that. I might want to, but maybe not today. There's all of that stuff. And Fry's helps me navigate for myself when I'm consenting to things and for the people whose consent I'm negotiating, whether it's in parenting my kids or um, working with colleagues on a performance piece or being part of a group of activists or facilitating some kind of workshop on or training or whatever. Um, I find the Fry's framework is a really, really helpful checklist for understanding whether we are still in consent. Uh, or whether we are pushing up against the boundary and the limitation where we're in danger of being outside consent. And that is a line, but it's a very wibbly wobbly, specific, difficult to navigate, soft line sometimes. And it's not, it's really not as simple as yes means yes and no means no. So, yeah, that's um, that's the Fry's framework. And I would like Fry's to be your takeaway. Um, a little bit of a play on words there. Um, uh, if you're going to if you want to in, engage in practicing consent and bringing it bringing your life into a more consensual, kinder, more empathic, more intentional kind of a place, then this podcast is the place for you, I hope. Um, I've had a wonderful time this last month or so recording some conversations for this podcast with some really, really interesting and amazing guests and I'm looking forward to releasing some of those podcasts today 
on the 30th of November 2021, the International Day of Consent, I-D-O, International Day of, I do, consent. Um, and I'm going to be releasing them over the coming weeks. Um, I want to thank all of those guests um, for being so amazing and for sharing their expertise with me and their experiences and their insight into consent in a range of different contexts and situations. And I hope that you'll find it interesting. It would be really, really helpful to me if you can share your response to this podcast and the coming podcasts by giving us feedback on our social media, emailing me, getting in touch uh, and generally sharing this, if you like it, um, and, and spreading this um, this message of consent and the manifesto and consent culture far and wide. Um, so if you've enjoyed this, please do share it. Please do, you know, send it to a friend who you think would be interested in it. And if you have resources, it's great if you can donate. Um, we do need support to continue to grow the podcast and the work that I'm doing around the International Day of Consent. Um, so every little bit of contribution is great. Um, finally, I want to say thank you to Hetal Alvesh, who did the music for the intro and outro. It's very lovely. Uh, and all my friends, family, especially the chosen family who are all in my corner on this consent work and supporters near and far, known and unknown to me for getting on board and giving the I Do Consent podcast a go. Thank you so much for listening. Please listen to some more and please tell me what you think. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the I Do Consent podcast. Please like, share and bring your comments or questions about anything that you've heard on the podcast to me, Jen Wilson, on social media as Irregular Jen or find me on the web at irregular.org.uk forward slash I Do Consent. You can sign up for the mailing list and find out more about the frameworks, training, support and other things available for practising consent and to support the International Day of Consent, please also visit idoconsent.org. And remember, keep it curious, kind and consensual.